Hello, everyone, and welcome back to More Than Numbers Enneagram for Business. This is your host, Keanu Trujillo, and today I'm riding solo on this podcast episode on day four of our 2021 business boost. So yesterday we talked about how to understand that it is possible, and that really speaks to people that are just starting in their business or maybe taking another run at starting a business. But today I want to talk about proper pivots. And this is going to speak to those of you that are seasoned or veteran leaders and those of you that are just getting started. It's helpful to understand when we are pivoting what we're moving towards and what we're moving away from. And if 2020 taught us anything, it taught us about the importance of the pivot. So we had to understand that when in March things got shut down, okay, how do we pivot? How do we change, right? How do we adjust to move our organizations forward or for some of you just to keep your organization alive? So in understanding your pivots, it's helpful to understand what's underneath that. So according to your Enneagram type, what are you going to pivot towards and what are you going to pivot away from? And each type has these different things and they're neither positive nor negative, I think it's just all about awareness and understanding them because some of them sometimes can be negative if we're not aware of it. If we're not aware of what we're naturally pivoting towards or what we're naturally pivoting away from, then we can find ourselves pivoting uh, towards the wrong things or what we perceive as being right, but it may be wrong. It's just our nature. So it's all about just bringing awareness. So for those of you that are leaders, those of you that are just starting a business, you're going to get a lot of value out of this episode today. So before we get started, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast, whatever platform you're listening on. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, my new favorite, Pocket Casts, uh, Google Podcasts, every platform you are going to find more than numbers Enneagram for business. So go ahead and subscribe. And when we're done at this added value, please share this with somebody or leave us a rating. So we're going to start in reverse today when we're talking about proper and improper pivots. And we're going to start with type nine. What is the type nine moving towards and what are they moving away from? The type nine is going to pivot towards connection. So the type nine is the person that believes that they exist to bring connection into the world. And that's as a business leader, as a business owner, um, just in general. So you're going to want to pivot towards connection. Okay, what does it look like for my business to create connection in the world? And that could be internal. It could also be external. That could be in the service you provide. That can also just be within your team. But you're going to pivot away from tension. So you're naturally going to be driven towards and away from these things. And understanding this is going to help you with clarity to understand why you want to make this decision, but also to communicate to those that you're leading why you want to make this decision. So if you're a type nine and you know that you are going to pivot towards connection, then you can explain why that is, right? Why that's important to you, why you value that, and why you as a leader are going to take steps towards connection. At the same time, then you can help. You can understand yourself and then communicate why you would pivot away from tension. And I said tension over conflict because, of course, we know type nines fear conflict. That's obvious. But conflict is a bit more obvious than tension. Tension can sometimes be underneath the surface, and we don't even understand that it's right there lurking, right? We don't understand that, oh, that's actually a tension. Well, I didn't feel like I was in conflict, but... Are you avoiding the tension? Are you avoiding even just the feeling that there might possibly be a conflict, right? The tension. So understanding that you're naturally going to move away from that, it'll help you to surround yourself with people that will either help you process it and you're still going to move and do what you're going to do, but you can understand it and maybe take a more calculated next step. 
Type eight, you're going to pivot towards action and away from feedback. Oh, as a type eight, I feel this so deep in my bones. I'm going to, I would rather take action. Uh, I'd rather take steps and move towards something than to delay. So that's a good thing. Again, none of these are right, wrong, indifferent. It's really just understanding and being aware of it. This is what you're going to do. This is how you are wired. This is how you are driven. So me being a type eight, my favorite animal is a rhinoceros because of the book Rhinoceros Success. I've read it about eight times. My favorite book, I have a rhinoceros statue in my office. I have multiple uh, canvases of rhinoceros in my office. My bookends are rhinoceros. So I really think with that rhinoceros mindset, take action, right? So I'm going to pivot towards action, but I'm going to move away from feedback naturally. That doesn't mean that eights, you're going to avoid all feedback at all costs. No, that's not it. It's just sometimes, and more often than not, you're naturally going to pivot away from feedback than towards it, unless you are emotionally and spiritually, physically healthy to seek feedback because you would rather take action. It's not that you're necessarily afraid of feedback, but a fear of a type eight is being weak or powerless. So if you're seeking feedback, you could feel right? That, oh, this means that I, I'm not powerful, right? This is, this is an example of me being weak. And that's not true. That's not necessarily the case, right? In being vulnerable, there's a lot of strength that you get to share in your vulnerability. Because when you open yourself up to feedback, you're inviting people in to be a part of the solution, not to tear you down, not to betray you, right? Not to uh, manipulate you, but to help you and to serve you. And so knowing that you're going to move towards action and away from feedback, type eights, slow down for just a moment to evaluate this and understand, all right, I'm going to pivot into action. How can I seek some feedback? And a great example of this was when the pandemic started or when we shut down in March, I was still working with Elevation Church and my role was leadership and guest experience on the campus. So all supplies and things like that were coming into the campus typically were in my purview. And one of the things that we had just been establishing was a uh, connection with a large warehouse that ships things in bulk. So I felt inclined to action to order a whole crate of, or a whole pellet of, toilet paper, and a whole pallet of water. And I also ordered a whole pallet of uh, wipes, but they never came in. But, right, I was, I was inclined towards action. Like, hey, let's do something. This is happening. We know that these supplies are going to be short. We have this new warehouse connection. Let's do that. And that proved to be a good thing, right? But sometimes we may take those big action steps and it not be right. So we have to take into account that we're going to be inclined towards action. We need to invite feedback in to see, okay, am I doing the right thing? Is this the prop? Are these the proper supplies, right? We bought toilet paper because Hey, everyone was buying toilet paper. Just a little story about some major action that I took uh, in that time. Type seven, you're going to pivot towards experience and you're going to pivot away from reflection. Ouch. Similar to the type eight, you are not going to want to look at the negative. You're not going to want to necessarily naturally reflect on what was wrong or what could have been done better or really have to face that inner world because type sevens are uh, anxious or nervous about facing that inner world. Type sevens don't typically want to explore what's going on underneath the surface. That's why they'll usually be much more external. So they'll be very outgoing and energetic because they don't want to face that inner world. So you're going to pivot type sevens away from reflection. Knowing this, you can, similar to the eight, slow down long enough 
to understand, all right, can I, I know I don't want to go there. I know I'm anxious about it. I know I don't want to deal with it, but can I reflect on this for just a moment so I can make a more uh, impactful pivot towards something? And you're going to pivot towards experience. So what can we do, right? What can we pioneer? How can we lead? How can we create something new? Because the sevens are great starters, amazing starters, amazing leaders. But taking that time to reflect type seven, it's going to help you to just get what you really need in, in taking the next step in pivoting your business or pivoting in your leadership. Type six, you're going to pivot towards planning. You're going to pivot away from your fear. So type sixes, their core fear is fear itself. So of course you're going to pivot away from fear, but can you understand your fears? Can you understand where that's coming from? right? It's, it's okay if you move away from your fears, but take the time to understand it, to really ask yourself, why do I fear that? Why am I thinking in this worst case scenario, thinking through all the worst case scenarios or specifically fear this scenario or that one, right? I'm, 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 I'm not feeling like I'm supported or I have the guidance that I need. So I fear that I'm going to move away from that. Seek counsel, which you probably are already are going to do type sixes because type sixes love security, guidance, and support. That is their core desire. So you're going to be seeking counsel. That is how you're wired. But while you're there, seek counsel and guidance on these fears and take some time to try and understand them. Then as you're pivoting towards planning, you're going to pivot towards planning for the next scenarios, right? Okay. So what if we are shut down for this long? What if this happens, right? And, and we can't employ this amount of people or what if, you know, all these, what ifs you're going to do that naturally. And that's not a weakness. That is a strength of yours, but don't let yourself get stuck there. Make a list, identify your top three solutions, and then move forward. You cannot possibly plan for every situation. You just can't. And I think 2020 taught us that super unpredictable. We never thought that any of this would be happening, but yet we're here and we're still thriving and we're still building our business or launching our business in 2021, right? So you can't possibly know every situation. You can do your best and understand that when things happen, that that's life and you're human, but you picked the best possible route with the data and the information that you had at the time. You took, you, you, you took the, you made the best possible decision that you could given what you had type five, you're going to pivot towards research and pivot away from waste. So the type five, uh, really is mindful of your resources of their resources. The type five, the investigator, they are going to move towards research and understanding and taking in all the information that they, they can so they can make the most calculated decision. A statement that speaks to type fives is doing the right thing in the right way. So knowing that you're going to pivot towards research, set yourself a, a goal or a standard that says, when I have this much information, when I have this much research, right? When I have this much uh, confidence, right? An 80% solution, let's say I'm taking action. And once I get to that point, I am taking action. I'm not going to tell you not to research, right? I'm not going to tell you not to exercise your most natural uh, strength, but similar to the six in their worst case scenario planning, you cannot get stuck in inaction and not moving towards something. So set yourself a goal, set yourself a standard and say, when I get to a 75, 80% solution, not 100%. I'm going to take action because you are a leader. You are a business owner. People are depending on you and your decisions. And if you are a solopreneur, then, Hey, your clients are depending on you, 
right? You are impacting people with what you do. That's what we do as leaders and business owners. So when I get to this amount of solution, I'm going to take action. Moving away from type five investigator, you're going to move away from waste. So type fives do not want to be without resources. They do not want to uh, run out or feel like they don't have enough. So knowing that you're going to move away from that, be thinking about this as you're figuring out what you're moving towards, because you may be taking into account, hey, we will not have enough to fill in the blank and really be seeking guidance and understanding if that is true or if that is a limiting belief. Is that a limiting belief type fives that you feel like you won't have enough for the journey ahead? So you'll throw in the towel or you'll shut down the business or you'll quit because you feel like you just don't have enough right? Are you seeking support? Are you seeking guidance? Are you reaching out to your community? If you are, which a lot of businesses did, hundreds of thousands of businesses shut down permanently because they didn't have enough. But I'd venture to say that some of them didn't have to, that some of them could have reached out to their community. They could have been vulnerable. They could have opened up. They could have let people know what they needed so that way they can continue to exist. So type five, you're going to move away from that waste or the feeling of waste so, or not having enough. So contact people, bring them into this to see if that is true or if that is merely a limiting belief. Type fours, you are going to move towards innovation and move away from what is common. Again, natural strengths. Type fours, you're going to create a new way of understanding or doing something or moving forward, right? Type fours are probably, probably as a business owner, type four has probably thrived in 2020 because they had to create new and innovative ways to do things. This is, un, these were unprecedented times as far as the pandemic and things like that. And I laugh because I think unprecedented has been overused in the last year, but I digress. The type four has probably been thriving in this because they get to find innovative ways to do the same thing. And that's okay but you're going to move away from what is common and somewhere in between those two is our solutions. So type fours, what I would say is just don't miss out on some things because, well, everyone's doing that. I don't want to do that because you may just find yourself being shut down or out of business because you didn't want to do what everyone else was doing. So sometimes if people are for in type fours minds, the individualist or romantic, if everyone is doing things in a certain way, even if it's new, they still won't want to do it. So if everyone is doing curbside pickup, that's completely new. Well, in some aspects, this is the first example that came to mind. They'll say, well, I don't want to do that because everyone else is doing that. So let's find a, an even more innovative way. And that's okay. But know that if that fails, then look around, find out what is working and do that. Don't be so set on being unique and set apart that again, you're set apart in that you end up having to shut your business down. Type three. You are going to pivot towards what looks good and pivot away from failure. Now, type fours being image conscious of themselves, their businesses, and what they associate themselves with, you're going to pivot towards, okay, what makes us uh, maintain the appearance of and being successful? So type, type, excuse me, type threes, type threes are not only going to appear successful, the achiever, but they're also going to be successful. It's, it's, it goes hand in hand most times. Yes, some people flex and they put on like they're successful and they're not as successful as they're saying that they are, but I get it. But for the most part, there's some semblance of success when you appear to be successful. So the type three, you're going to pivot towards what looks good. Pause in that and understand, am I doing this because it looks good or am I doing it because it is good? Because sometimes looking good may be 
doing something that puts your business in jeopardy, but hey, it looks good, right? Um, so understand that, all right, why am I really doing this? What are my motives? What's going on underneath the surface type threes? And you're going to pivot away from failure. Now, that's powerful, right? You're not going to consider uh, failure. You're not going to let failure happen. You are driven by success and achieving. That is, that's who you are. That's how you're created. That is your gift. Where that can become a liability is avoiding something because it looks like you may fail. So what I mean by that is you may not take action on something because you may feel like, well, if I take that route, it's only going to result in failure. And type threes do not like to move towards something if they feel like there's the possibility of failure. So bring people around you to understand these pivots, understand your proper pivot and the path that you need to take, right? So that way it's not completely driven by these things. Now, all of these motives, guys, we can't fix them. There are tensions that we have to learn to manage because it's how we are created and we continue to get better, but we'll never be perfect. We can continue to get better, but we will never be perfect. So when we understand what's going on underneath the surface, then we can take a more calculated next step in leading according to our personality and surrounding ourselves with people that help to mitigate for our weaknesses. Type two, you are going to pivot towards dealing with others and you're going to pivot away from dealing with yourself. And when I say dealing with, I speak to that in two different lanes. I also say that in a sense of caring for others and caring for yourself. So you're going to pivot towards dealing with others, right? Okay, what are others' needs? What are, what's going on in others' lives? And how can we take action to deal with and care for others? But you can't be so self-forgetting type twos that you end up with nothing else to pour out because you are a leader. You are a business owner. People are depending on you. And if you pour so much to the point of being completely depleted, then it's going to end up in a very unhealthy place for you. You're going to end up very emotionally reactive because you've done so much. You've poured out so much and that is your gift, but you cannot pour from an empty cup. So you're going to pivot towards dealing with others or meeting others' needs, caring for others, and pivot away from dealing with yourself, caring for yourself, and meeting your own needs. So just take that into account as you're taking these next steps. Being others-focused is not a bad thing, but you can't be so self-forgetting that you're worn out and you don't make it, right? The business makes it or the team makes it, but you don't. You're the leader. Everything rises and falls on you. So make sure that you're caring for yourself in the process, seeking to meet your needs and understand yourself, understand what's going on underneath the surface uh, within you while you're meeting the needs of others, while you, while you are dealing with others. Type ones, you are going to move towards systems and away from mistakes, Moving towards systems, you are going to try and figure out, okay, how can we systematize our processes or what we do so that way we can survive, so that way we can pivot properly? And that's fine. It, it, it is great leadership, right, to have systems in place. Absolutely, right? We can't delegate unless that person has been properly trained, and systems help us to do that. But leave yourself room for flexibility to operate outside of the systems, right? When you create a system and the system is perfect and you've identified the flaws, which is your natural strength, and then the system fails. 
be okay with the fact that that may happen or there are unforeseen foreseen circumstances that cause your system to fail and then you have to create another one because you will take it upon yourself to say i made that system and it was total garbage and now the business is in a worse and worse shape that that can happen right things change they ebb and they flow and I'm understanding the uh, hills and valleys of business now, uh, having been in business for a year and then being full-time for now over six months, I'm starting to see the hills and valleys and I'm still just getting started. So some of you veterans out there just chuckled a little bit. Hey, I get it. Um, but you're going to pivot towards the systems, understand that some systems are not going to be perfect and that's going to happen, but you're going to pivot away from mistakes. And I want to be conscious of this. Because you would think, well, that's fine to pivot away from mistakes. Why would I want to pivot towards mistakes? What do you perceive as a mistake? Type ones, what are things that have happened in your business that you perceive as a mistake and maybe they just weren't executed properly? Maybe they were executed well, it just wasn't the right time. Maybe there are certain things that you've done in your business that seemed like good ideas, but then in hindsight, it's like, why did we do that? Well, it's a new time. You can try it again, or you can move towards it and, and test it out to see, okay, is this the new process? Because similar to the type three, type ones, you're not going to want to move towards something that results in failure. And just because it failed once does not mean it's going to fail again. There has never been another circumstance or another day like today. So just because three years ago you tried it, right? You all know that person in your business or in your company. Well, we tried that five years ago and it was terrible. Well, this is not five years ago. Okay. Joyce, this is not five years ago. We're going to try some new things. We're going to test some things out. We're going to, we're going to, uh, put them back through the paces and figure out if that is something that can serve our business. Now, even though it failed, then it may work now. So type ones, you're going to move towards systems and away from mistakes. So all of you, all nine types, we can take a little bit out of all of this, right? Regardless of your type, we are all still human. We're all still processing these things and trying to lead our companies and our teams as best as we can. We can take a little bit from every type. So we know that we're going to have to pivot. I mean, without the pandemic, without everything that happened in 2020, there are still pivots that happen in business, right? These tiny pivots result in big changes, result in, in magnificent results, so in understanding what you're going to pivot towards and away from, that's not a 2020 thing. That's a forever thing because you're in business. You're going to have to learn how to pivot properly. So I'm hoping that this served you today in understanding this. If you have questions, please write us a review. If you are interested in engaging with us further and talking about how we can use the Enneagram to help you and your leadership or your team or your business with workshops or speaking engagements or private coaching, you can visit our website, truestrategy.info, www.truestrategy.info, or you can email us directly, info at truestrategy.info, true, T-R-U-E, strategy.info, and we will engage with you, and we can talk about your goals. We can hear about what you hope to accomplish in 2021 and how our team can work with you and your team using the Enneagram to accomplish your goals. It's not enough to know the Enneagram. I know a lot of people that know the Enneagram that still are kind of terrible people, but 
if you use it to grow, right? That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to grow. So I'm so thankful that you guys have joined us again for day four of the 2021 Business Boost. Come back tomorrow as we wrap up the week. I hope that this has been encouraging to you as we get going. Our podcasts are going to be released more frequently. We had been releasing every Thursday. We're going to pick up the pace a little bit because we have some awesome opportunities coming our way and we cannot wait to share them with you, our listeners. So if this was valuable, if this added value to you, please subscribe. Please leave us a rating. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you pivoted in 2020. Let us know some of your pivots. Um, And please share this with people out there. Introduce them to the Enneagram. Introduce them to this impact. We would love that. So thank you all. We'll see you again tomorrow. This has been another episode of More Than Numbers Enneagram for Business.